motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. Do you want to run through All Out as our resident AEW guy? Oh, I like that. The resident AEW guy. It's nice to be the resident of the, the actual good promotion. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I've not... Consi- considering I'm a resident of a AEW, um, I've not bothered to think about the kickoff show, so I'm not going to factor in any of them. So, as long as you're cool with that. <laughs> um, yeah, the it. match card for All Out was... We had a tooth and nail match with Britt Baker taking on Big Small, with Big Swall picking up the win. We had uh, the Jurassic Express taking on the Young Bucks. Obviously, that was the stipulation from Dynamite. Uh, they would face each other with Young Bucks picking up the win. We had the Casino Battle Royal. Um, with <laughs> We'll talk about the surprise Joker entrance, but <laughs> it was uh, Brody Lee who picked up the win. No, it wasn't. It was fucking Lance Archer. Brody Lee. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, Lance Archer, that guy. It's the other big one. Yeah, yeah, pretty much the same guy. Um, we had a broken rules match with Mahardy taking on Sammy Guevara. Um, oh, that was a match. And nobody really won, <laughs> but uh, Mahardy technically won that match. <laughs> I think uh, Tony Khan lost that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. We had the <laughs> AEW Women's Championship on the line with Hikaru Shida defending against Thunder Rosa in what was an absolute epic. <laughs> I'm actually the night that. With Shida retaining um, despite Rosa's best efforts. Um, we had the Nightmare Family, uh, Scorpio Sky and Cardona uh, taking on the Dark Order in an eight-man tag with Nightmare Family, Scorpio Sky and Cardona picking up the win. We had the Mimosa Mayhem match with Chris Jericho taking on Orange Cassidy with Cassidy picking up the win, um, mm. potentially ending their feud now. I think that's two ones Cass. And the main event of the evening was for the AEW World Championship. Moxley took on MJF. Moxley won with some interesting, uh, yeah, very interesting way that he won. Yeah. So <laughs> that was the card. And I don't know whether you will disagree with me here, Anthony. I don't have any O'Shites. I agree, right? And I wanna, I wanna say something here, right? I think what's the best things to do, Carl, right? Rather than having the O'Shites, we'll talk about the controversies at that point. And the reason I wanna say it like that is because I wanna objectively say now, and I hope you're you with me on this, Carl, that this was the best pay per view I've seen in a long fucking time, right? And I'm trying to give it the credit based on that. This was an awesome pay per view, and I know there's been some issues, and we will talk about those issues. But I don't want to bring the pay per view down because of those issues because all in all and a lot of it's getting overshadowed now by some of that controversy which we will talk about but all in all this was a fucking brilliant show so for me if you're up for it Carl, we'll do the highlights <clears throat> and then we'll do the controversy yeah that works because i don't have any shites either yeah it, it was a phenomenal phenomenal pay-per-view um a fucking good show really was know, there was a couple of things in there obviously which which we will talk on um but yeah definitely don't want to discredit the how good this actually was but um so the the pay-per-view kicked off um with the tooth and nail match and it was like aw's first take on like a cinematic style match i would say um i think to be fair i think this is uh, i think some people people from aw have even dubbed this a cinematic match so we'll, we'll go yeah, with that as a term. sort of take it's like your a point. Quasi- 
a quasi cinematic match. It doesn't quite have the production value or feel of like WWE's, and you know, mm. it was more of just a like a backstagey type location. Yeah, this is probably match. closer yeah. to like Bray Wyatt versus Randy in the Firefly Funhouse kind mm. of cinematic, rather than the current sort of cinematic they do. It's probably closer to that where it's heavily gimmicked out of ring match. Yeah, you know what I mean. Rather than it being totally a cinematic, and did anyone win? I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah, well, whatever it was, it was funny as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I um, do you know what? Like, I would never go into Britt Baker as a dentist <laughs> because she had some fucking scary tools. She is fucking. She up, had a fucking but... power drill. <laughs> Honest to God, yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> like I, I thought they do both did a fantastic job. Like Reba, Reba's Reba, Reba's awful, but at the same time, she was. Like the fact she's so over the top, even that made it just you know just as funny. But um, yeah, at like Big Swole, I haven't really given her enough credit. I thought she was fantastic in this, like the way she was like narrated mm-hmm. throughout and stuff like that was was awesome. Britt Baker just being an absolute psychopath was awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, they did some mad stuff in there, like fucking um, stab that she stabbed Britt in the leg with a fucking. Oh, yeah. at one and point, her, leg, like, her leg stopped working didn't it? yeah stuff like that like <laughs> crazy like that was hilarious like yeah. she literally went at it with the power drill and got stuck in the dentist chair and then basically ends up winning it by putting it to sleep with the fucking with <laughs> the the mask, yeah, with the, yeah like the nuts whatever it was yeah fucking hell so all in all like what a mental way yeah. to open no, it's some crazy good fun and a fun opener. It really was. Yeah, definitely. So this really, apparently, really right? I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently this was originally scheduled for the um, the pre-show, the buy-in, and yeah. uh, they they loved the final product that much that they were like, "Now nah, this is going to be on the main show." Oh, that's good. Yeah, I know. Like it was a lot of people were like outraged by it and stuff. So I don't know whether they kind of caved to that or. Well, no, or apparently they, they they made that decision before people even sort of got their say on it really they were like no this this is too good to not have on the main show apparently yeah oh that's good then because yeah definitely it was good enough to be on the the main card i thought oh, it definitely, was really, yeah. really really fun um we then got the young bucks uh taking on the jurassic express and like this was this was always going to deliver as a match like they're all so uh, talented the books are probably the best tag team in the business um mm. you know jungle boy's great luchasaurus is great so you know, I think we knew this was going to be awesome. Um, interestingly, the Bucks played quite a heavy heel role in this. You know what, right? I feel like they might have seen something here because, like, for me, FTR are massively over as well. I'm going to talk about FTR. Mm. And inevitably, they're going to face off and it's going to be heel Bucks versus face FTR, isn't it? By the looks. And it's, I think yeah, it's um, going that way. They, they, they're turning it very slowly this way. But yeah, they were very heelish in this, very heelish. Yeah, like, there, like there was one point where they literally fucking super kicked Marco Stunt's fucking head off. Like, it yeah, was poor guy. insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've looked killed him. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was really well booked. There was great spots from everybody. Everybody was like really well featured. Luchasaurus, man, considering the size of him, didn't half hold his fucking own in there. Like, how agile was he? He was flipping over the top row. Hope he did that fucking massive dive into the crowd. Like, dude was was amazing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so good. Like, re- really, really strong match from, from like the pair of them. Totally agree. Um, do you know what? Right, the next one's a casino battle royal. And just before I even talk about how the match was, how inventive is the casino battle royal concept? It's like a proper new spin on the Royal Rumble. Like, yeah. it makes it makes sense, and like, like it's been well like thought through. It's like. People entering groups depending on like which suit of card that they picked, um, yeah. and then they've got like the wild card entry of the Joker, and it's just like it's just so good. It's it's not just like I'll oh it's honest, a battle royal. I was like 
the first time they've done this, I was a bit like, ah, this might, I'm not, I don't know, it might be a bit messy, this. And I don't know if I'm getting used to it mm. and the way um, the way these tend to run or whether they're actually organising it and explaining it better now. But yeah, I, I, I fully like it. I, I, I say it's a, it's, a, it's a good spin on it without because they don't want to do the same, do they? Because it is a Royal Rumble kind of. But yeah, I, I, uh, I really like the way it's set up and I'm, I've, I'm becoming more accustomed to it let's say over the years because i think you know i try to be fair to it i think initially i was a bit like i don't know if i'm following this concept very well but mm. this year's was was particularly good i think it was really well organized yeah definitely i think i think it did help that they explained the rules before the match as well uh, mm. um you kind of you, you properly got it but um one of the biggest standouts in this so obviously the joker card is where there's a random entry um could be anyone, and it was the debuting. I don't know whether he's actually signed with them or what, but Matt Seidel, formerly Evan Evan Bourne in WWE, um, Evan Airborne, known for his high flying off the top rope moves. Absolutely. Um, so it was uh, Matt Seidel. So I was like, "Holy shit, it's Matt Seidel!" And like, he got um, the commentators were all over him, saying like, "Oh, this guy's amazing. He just so so like he's just fantastic. He does all this amazing stuff." Comes in, fucking knees, um, what's his face? Fucking Sean Spears in the face. Climbs up the turnbuckle, the cameras are on him, and he's like, oh, we're going to see something now. Fucking botches the shit out of this oh, superstar press. Such a bad botch. Not like, the worst botch, but such a bad <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier on um, at the start of the show, but, like, you think of, like, Shockmaster, and it's like, the way the Shockmaster thing was built up, and it was like he's going to shock you. And they've been talking about for ages. And the first thing you see him do is just fucking go, <laughs> blur. This was exactly the same. It was like, it really was. he's amazing. He does all this dead cool shit. Look, he's climbing the rope. And oh, oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, yeah. It's over. <laughs> like, his, his, his push was pretty much just like ended before it started there, really. But, you know, I can, um, unfortunately, I can't remember who went over to him. But um, I just want to give a shout out to... Um, it's unfortunate because I can't give him a shout out because I can't remember which wrestler it was but the minute he landed and he nearly landed very awkwardly on his neck um, one of the other superstars was straight over there checking on him um, mm. subtly albeit but I was just impressed with how they looked after each other as well I thought that was a, a fantastic reaction to to the botch that no one saw coming um, yeah. and I thought his, that fella's again I'll find out who it was but his reaction I thought was like, impeccable it was like yeah good good looking out for your, your colleagues as it were yeah definitely um, but no I, t- I was kind of joking when I said it, the push was over before it began like I still if he is signed with him I still think obviously he's you know going to be quite used quite well shall we say but yeah oh, just so no it is it's one of them where he's going to have to learn to laugh that one off much like the like, Shockmaster, because fuck. <laughs> do you know what? It, it's funny because when it happened, I was just like, oh, like I, I genuinely felt such dread and I felt so bad for the guy. I was gutted for him. And then the, as the as the night went on, the more more I thought about it, the more I just started just pissing myself. <laughs> the more you watch it back, you're like, that's yeah, really good for actually. Yeah, it is hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, fucking it, like, you know, poor Matt Seidel. Poor Matt Seidel. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like one of the main things that I really enjoy about having the crowd back, even in small capacity, is you can properly see how over some people are. Yeah, and I've mentioned this before, in, so you know what's like, as well. Well, exactly. And I mentioned this before, but Darby Allen, fucking hell, that guy is proper over. But you know who surprised the fuck out of me in terms of who was over? Eddie Kingston. Mm. 
Oh my god, I did not expect that at all. Yeah, like, I must admit, I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have really. It's funny, isn't it? Because we sit in our sort of own little bubble, as it were, like as it is, and you think, well, yeah, like we have our own opinions, but you don't realise how some people are, are like, are, and that lack of audience has actually stopped us from knowing these things. <clears throat> like, I, I honestly wouldn't have known that. But yeah, yeah, he, he is well over with them. Well yeah, over. proper over. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts on on how this match ended. I I was not a fan of the ending of this match. So again, and I feel I feel really bad because I feel like I'm 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 shitting on Jake uh, Jake Roberts quite a bit of late. But like, Fair though, like he started really good, but it's actually not it's not been great since it's not been great for a while. If we're being honest, no. Well, it was like basically it pretty much came down to Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston, right? Mm. And there's one glaring issue with the finish, which I'll come on to in a sec. But basically, um, Jake has got the snake in uh, in the bag, and he, he's trying to scare Eddie Kingston with it because apparently Eddie Kingston's scared of no man, but he's scared of snakes. Okay, naturally. Um, so like he's on the corner and he's trying to do that and then Butcher and Blade are getting involved and it's all just a bit messy and then the next minute fucking um, Lance Archer manages to dump Eddie Kingston out and he's won the big glaring issue I found with this is I'm pretty sure Eddie Kingston never went over the top rope so he's still active so yeah he shouldn't have been eliminated I'm pretty (laughs) sure he went either through the middle or the bottom was on the outside he climbed back up was around the turnbuckle and then just got pushed off so really he hasn't gone over the top rope so I don't know whether they're going to have to, like, you know, go It'd be nice to know if they make a work of that. Yeah, I'm interested yeah. to see. So, because uh, it's the kind of thing they would do, like, if, if the fans are shitting on it. Like, I've not really seen it mentioned that much, to be fair. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think it might have got overshadowed by a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, so I think, you know, fair dues. So Lance Archer, I've, I've been, you know, chatting shit about this guy for a while as well, but he's obviously won the match and yeah. he's now going straight to the main event. So it'll be interesting to see. Well, we've been talking shit about him. He has the potential to be a great talent. It's just yeah. not, for us, it's not been the best executed since he started. They just all come off just a bit cheesy, I suppose, a bit stupid. Mm. And, you know, like you say, beating up random guys, the whole backyard wrestling bollocks when when he was doing his videos, the nickname uh, still not particularly big. Yeah. It just feels like a random mash of things that sound cool. And, um, yeah, uh, it's one of them. He has the potential there. And, yeah, why not give him the shot and see how see how well they can sort of book it going forward? Yeah, definitely. I think, like, legitimately, he could be really, really good if he just toned down, like, the, the, the silliness of him. Um, but I think, you know... <laughs> Get a haircut and take yourself seriously, lads. <laughs> but like, you know, I'm I'm really really keen to see like um, you know Moxley and you know Jake Roberts kind of promoing and stuff like that. Obviously, there'll be some stuff around the DDT there that they'll probably have yeah, yeah. Uh, some stuff to to do. And then yeah, I don't know. I just I really you never think... considered that, but you get it's a package deal, so you're gonna get Jake against uh, against you're gonna get Jake promoing against Moxley. That'll be pretty good. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And I I think as you said, it's kind of like put up or shut up now, Lance. Like the the, the back in yeah. you. So let's let's yeah. see. This is your shot at the seriously. top title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um. So the next one um is the Mahari Sami Guevara match. So I really love the start of this match. Um, like the throwback to the uh, the golf buggy. Um, so Sammy mm. turns up and chases down Hardy. Um, but obviously Hardy dodges it, and Sammy's kind of fucked it up. Um. We then go on to the next kind of planned spots, which is um, on top of a what? What would you call it? It's like a, it's not like a forklift, but it's like some sort I of like. I think they call it a platform. Lift. 
Okay, so yeah, so because like of, of the way the bars, are, I think they call it a scissor lift. Okay, so like a scissor lift platform, they, they managed to climb on that, and they're kind of fighting on there. And then Sammy kind of runs at Matt and goes to kind of not spear him, but like push him off the the edge and go through the table. Um, but unfortunately, that ended up in a little bit of a botch, which we won't dwell on too mm. much at the minute because we'll chat about that. Um, but basically, yeah, Hardy got knocked the fuck out basically by yeah, by this, that fall. And... Significant enough that they had to change. This isn't ultimately the match that was planned. They had to change the outcome. Um, yeah. That's how significant that botch was, and we will talk about it more on the controversies. But um, that that ultimately changed the um, the rest of this match. Yeah. Um, so basically, there was a bit of. You know, Hardy tried to get back up on his feet a couple of times. He was on really wobbly legs. He couldn't really stand and stuff like that. And then um, Aubrey kind of stepped in through the through the like the cross up and said like there's like a legit injury. And the, like the doc comes over and checks him out and um, like all, like Aubrey calls it off. So the the bell's rung and it's kind of like oh well like what the fuck are we meant to do here then because um, if Hardy loses or whatever then he, he's he's you know, fired or he's whatever gone. whatever the stipulation yeah. is. Um, but in the next minute. Like the camera cuts to Sammy and he's walking off up the ramp, and then next minute Mahardi's there, and then the match has restarted. Um, and he, he still looks like his lights are out, but he's just an autopilot. And then you kind of rush into like this scaffolding um, spot where they start climbing some scaffolding, and basically Sammy gets knocked off it pretty quickly after that. Um, it's basically their version of like a last man standing match. Yeah, so they the whole count concept. out on Sammy then. Didn't they? Yeah, so he didn't get up a very quick count to 10 he didn't get up from so I think they were just like okay we'll we'll restart it we'll just have Hardy win so at least that gets us out of the bind and then we'll just you know get it over with as soon as we can which is yeah it's a massive shame really because you know I was yeah really I think there was a lot planned there that we never got which is it is a massive shame and, and it started really well yeah and like the build-up for this has been like like I feel really bad on Sammy to a degree because obviously he's had such a shit time he's had all the stuff with Sasha which got resurfaced and you know he's had to go through you know stuff on that and then he got brought back to the main uh, to Dynamite and a lot of fans were fuming and saying he shouldn't have been brought back, should have been fired or it was too soon, that kind of stuff and then back in with the thing with Hardy and then there's the accident where he busts him open if it is an accident, I don't actually know to be fair mm. I, I'm still dubious on that to, to be honest but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so there's that and he's getting a lot of flack for that and then yeah and now this so I just kind of feel like it's it's not been not yeah been it's not, not been the best return for him no, but um, yeah, such a shame because I was proper looking forward to this match. But you know, I think I don't want to say they made the right call by because the right call probably would just been to stop it altogether. But like you know, at least they wrapped it up quickly and didn't try yeah. and carry on. Yeah, I mean, we can we can talk about that a bit more on the controversies, but it, there's a lot of opinion going on there now. Yeah, um, but we'll move on to Holy Shida. How cool is Thunder Rosa? <laughs> Honestly, I really, I really want. I don't know how because she's like the 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 champ of NWA or whatever. But um, I really want them to keep her. She's fucking brilliant. It was so so good this match. Like you know, really good. Both. Do you know what this made both of them look amazing? Like I I know she does good in the ring, but you know you know when they just both elevate each other. They both come out of this looking fucking brilliant. They both just uh, absolute technical showcase. They were fucking brilliant. Like 100%. really good. My match of the night. It was really put on so well. And how do, how is it that you can have uh, spoilers Sheeta win and still have Thunder Rosa coming out looking fucking brilliant? Like how yeah. have they managed that? This 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 has done nothing but wonders for everyone because honestly this has got to a point where I'm like, do I need to watch NWA? Should I be watching <laughs> yeah. NWA Power? Is it that good? Like no offense, um, NWA, yeah. I've just never seen you. Well, exactly. Um, 
But like, like for me, I've seen a number of Shida matches and they can be very kind of, very, very good or they can be just like very bland and like meh. This match, like the chemistry there and like I feel like Thunder Rosa made Shida step up her game massively in this. And, you know, you mentioned like even though Thunder Rosa lost, like they still made her look super strong and it was like stuff like kicking out the Falcon Arrow at one. Like, yeah, like little touches like, like that and you go, yeah, she's not, she, when even losing, she's not going to look uh, daft for it, you know? No, God, no. Um, but yeah, it was so good, wasn't it? It was just such a fantastic match that it was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Mm. Um, and like Sheeta came out looking like a fucking star. Thunder Rosa came out looking like a fucking star. So I'm guessing yeah. it was your match of the night though, Carl. Um, I don't know. It could have been, you know. Ooh, right. Okay. Okay. It could have been. It probably was in, in all fairness. I, I don't... I don't know. It was either that or the main events, which we'll come on to. But yeah, like, enough, it was yeah. definitely up there. It's a tough choice, in all fairness. Yeah. Um, so then we had um, just a, a, a small note of a, a little a little stab at WWE from Kip Sabian. So we see him and Penelope Ford um, getting interviewed, and apparently they're going to be well, they're getting married, aren't they? So uh, they're obviously no. when they get, they're going to have sure. a wedding. That that would probably be the closest thing to an O'Shea. So I'm not going to moan about it yet because it's all it's not for all out and it's not for um it's not something that i can prove definitively is going to be a bad thing but the, the potential wedding on a, a wrestling show like has that ever gone well yeah i mean i don't know whether they're actually going to have the wedding on the show or whether but basically the the, the kind of the, the plot that the reveal is that obviously they're engaged and they're going to get married and um you know if he's going to get married you need the best man and he's going to unveil his best man on Wednesday so it's kind of like a, ooh who's it going to be another debut so you're kind of doing it to build suspense which you kind oh, of fair enough yeah it's, I don't know I just I, I heard getting married and I'm like oh fuck <laughs> it's not yeah, going to so, be good <laughs> yeah so I mean, I mean hopefully they don't do the wedding angle but I don't think that's what they're doing I think they're just using it as a way to bring in right. someone else and yeah it's so you think be... they might just ignore it after that it's like we're right we're not about yeah. their wedding we're, we're done now yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I hope so <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> but again I, but, I wouldn't qualify it as an oh shite even though I've just kind of moaned about it because it isn't this is just an announcement it's not something you've done at all out that's bad do you know what I mean yeah no I agree with that but um, <laughs> what I thought was hilarious about this is uh, he then goes on to promote his uh, his Twitch <laughs> Twitch channel <laughs> and it was like a little thing that comes up and it's like this, this is endorsed by AEW <laughs> and it was just like so oh, petty it so fucking so funny but it's fucking hilarious but you know what though right and again, we might need to talk about that in the controversies. But like, I, some people even complained about this, and it's like, oh, rise above. You don't need to be that petty. And I'm like, fuck off. WWE have been way pettier than this. This was just oh, fucking yeah. funny. Yeah, it was hilarious, and it, it's very rare that I find you know Kip Sabian funny. But I, I thought I, yeah. I loved this. It was what a amazing. solid pop. That was really good. I like yeah. it. Um, so yeah, just a small, small notes, but one that was uh, was really funny. Um, then we went, we had the eight man match, which I actually thought was really decent. Um, I wasn't expecting much from it, especially because it had fucking QT Marshall in it. But um, you know, I don't feel like it was probably as high profile as it should have been. So if you think mm. about everything that you know. Cody went through with Brody and stuff like that. And this is like the, the Rhodes family kind of getting revenge and like Cody's friends getting revenge for, for that. But it just didn't really feel, yeah, I don't know. didn't really feel that mm. important, shall we say. But um, yeah, fucking Matt Cardona is more like mid Cardona at this point, <laughs> even, even in AEW. Um, so it's oh, a bit man. interesting. But yeah, um, I, I honestly think it was only Brody who was like the main one who shone. Um, in this match, but I really liked the the fact that it was ultimately Colt Cabana was was at fault for costing him the match because Brody had had it won, 
and told uh, Colt to pin him. But then Colt was like, no, I want to hit me moonsault. And then he went up there to, to hit that. But like uh, Dustin rode, rolled out the way and managed to um, pin Cabana. So afterwards, Brody was fucking fuming. Um, and it looks like uh, Colt Cabana, his days in the Dark Order might be numbered. Um, so oh, We're going to get that goofball back, are we? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but then after the match, um, we find out that Tony Khan has booked Dustin um, to be the next challenger for Brody Lee. And then Dustin went on to give like a really, really good promo. I'll tell you what, these Rhodes boys sure can cut a good promo. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Then from the dad, I suppose. I know it's yeah, not the same. Yeah, like, like He was from a different era and his promo work was different, but he, he was still a fantastic talker as well. Yeah. I mean, like obviously, just, just like Hard Times, Dusty Rhodes, one of the best promos ever. Like the promo Cody cuts um, where like his voice breaks and he's like, it's not talking about the dead, it's about the living and stuff like that. Like that was epic one of the best most recent ones and then oh yeah I've never really seen a promo like this from dustin rhodes like he was fantastic as gold dust in that character work oh was yeah so yeah. good but i've never really seen a promo that like of this style from him and yeah it was fucking yeah boss. i think he was stuck in in gold dust for that long as a character that it was hard to have any sort of promo like this um yeah. so this is getting to see dustin isn't it you know what i mean mm. uh, which we we have spent decades not getting much of so yeah fair play to him really impassioned the promo yeah. Um, the next match was the tag title match, which was great. Mm. It was long. <laughs> yes, it was. It a pay-per-view was... that ran for four hours. Maybe shorten this match a little bit. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think it went on for about 45 minutes. And I get it. You know, you've got fucking hang, Hangman, fantastic. Omega, probably best wrestler out there. FTR, probably one of the best tag teams out there in the world. I get it. Let's showcase it. Could have trim 15 minutes off maybe more 20 minutes off this match I still mm. would have had this, the same kind of impact I think um, definitely went long but yeah I think obviously the the big the big kind of thing that came out here was FTR um, ended up winning the match and became the, the, thing, new... the match fucking brilliant like FTR looked awesome <clears> and should have won the titles and we're leading to um, everything's heading in the right direction like we're slowly leading to FTR versus Bucks and uh, I'll let you mention the other bit because I know you're fucking massively over on this being a feud, but um, yeah. they're, they're sort of setting that up as well, aren't they? Yeah, so like, um, obviously FTR, they're the champs. It makes perfect sense and like, you can't really have, I, it's going to go to the books, hopefully. I really want to see FTR on the books. Oh, That'd yeah. Great. Um, but after the match, Omega just kind of stormed off um, and like, he stormed up the building. The young books were like trying to say like, okay, calm down kind of thing. He was like, no, I'm done with him. I'm done with him. And even though, it didn't really do that much wrong. Um, we can't really say that it, it was his fault that like the match got cost or anything. Um, mm. But yeah, Omega just got in his car and was like, said to the Bucks, like, you come with me or what? Um, they were like, mm. he was like, okay, just like, think about it um, and let me know. It was like he gave them an, an ultimatum as well. So I don't know, is Kenny going to be the heel in this now? Is he going to go after Hangman? Like, I, Apparently I a lot of people are like big on him going heel and bringing back the cleaner gimmick. And I, I, mm-hmm. I never really knew the cleaner gimmick, but it looks a bit hokey. Mm. I don't know. I, I didn't follow New Japan well enough to know how good it was, but a lot of people are asking for Omega to go heel and and do that whole thing again. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I just want him to have a singles run and just be um, yeah. up there as like you know doing some really really good matches and stuff. But I would love a Hangman Omega feud. Like I would. Love I think that. I'd, to be fair, I happen. think I think we're getting it. Um, the only complaint I had about it really, and they are clearly setting it up, but I don't know. It could have been a bit more divisive. The falling out. You know, it was mm. another storm off where, you know, they might reconcile and I'm a bit nervy 
because <laughs> the amount of times that they've fallen out and not been falling out and stuff. Um, I would have preferred something a bit more divisive and, like you say, a bit more of a reason for them being done with them, as it were. But all in all, it's heading the right direction, so it's still a, a good uh, good shout. Yeah, I just hope it's like a clean break now between like FTR and, and, and them and like yeah. FTR can go about doing something else. That's the thing. They don't, just... FTR don't need it now. They, they just need to, to crack on as the champs. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, just as next. a side note, are, are, are we um, are we firm that Tully's done with Sean Spears now? Um, I know, yeah, it's a bit odd that I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Spears, why. Spears was in the actually no back. because um, on Dynamite he came out with Sean Spears. Oh, did he? Yeah, that, that awful casino um, battle royal. Oh right, so. okay, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I think maybe he's like. That's just because I didn't see him. With, obviously, he was with FTR this night, so I didn't see him with. Um, but again, you get lost in the mix being at the uh, Casino Battle Royal, wouldn't you? So I yeah. suppose that makes sense why he wasn't with Sean for that. But yeah, I, I don't know. Just in my mind, he seems very FTR-focused is all. Mm. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you be? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> they win a title. Um, yeah. Uh, so then the next one was the Mimosa Mayhem match, which I thought was a solid match, to be fair. Um, it was quite some fun spots throughout. Um, I'm, I'm getting to a point, and this is not a, um, a negative by any means, but I'm getting to a point where I'm wondering whether Jericho's just trying to see what he can get over as a match. <laughs> yeah. Because you know this should have been goofy as fuck, but it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I th- um, apparently, this wasn't just like a, oh, I've had this mad idea, and like like a week or two like, in advance. Like He shared on his Instagram or, or something recently. Um, I'm not drawing. Yeah. yeah, so he basically sketched the concept of this out like about three or four months ago. Just like fair, fair play to the guy. Like it's not just he's not pulling it out of his ass. He's just you know, oh, yeah, it's he's just mad because it. like when you hear about it on paper, you're like they're doing what? That's gonna be stupid, and it's not. It, it comes. It still books really well. I don't. I don't know how he does it. Mm. Yeah, no, it it was really good. I think I'm 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 kind of I want this feud to be done now. I think he's done a great job of elevating Cassidy and oh, yeah. Cassidy, Cassidy's come out of it like with a lot more kind of star power now as a result. But definitely. Yeah, I I, I want to see something something different now. Um with both of them really. But yeah, I thought it was a good way to go out. Like the match quality itself wasn't exactly fucking stellar, but it was fine. It was entertaining. Um and then yeah the the forearm into the pool to <laughs> to end the match was uh was rather amusing. Oh yeah. And now I've got to say it. It's the biggest compliment I could possibly give anybody. MJF really reminds me of Kurt Hennig. And really, really for reminds the first me. time, maybe. I just want to point out that Carl's um, favorite wrestler of all time is Kurt Hennig. Yeah. So that's um, a massive compliment. I just, he, he just, yeah, he was phenomenal in this. He looked like this is the first time we've been saying it for ages. Like, oh, he's a, he's a rising star. He's gonna be this one day. He's gonna be that the other day. Yeah. He's there. He's, yeah, he's this is, there he is a star, definitely. Yeah, like if you, if you look at this feud, this was this was so clever. This was this is a different side of MJF. This was built around MJF being a wrestler and Moxley being a thug, and we saw it on Dynamite um, a little bit as well when he was talking to the lawyer. But MJF is like, you know, he can be this prick and all this whatever, but all he's ever wanted since he was a little kid was to be the world champ. He's a wrestler. And he, you know, he's a fantastic wrestler. And the whole point is Moxley is this little hardcore back backstage, one of um, what your backyard wrestling little thug. Yeah, yeah. Um, and MJF is a wrestler, and that's all he wanted to be, and that's how he was gonna do it. Like, you know, he he is a prick because 
he wants to be the best and he believes he's the best. And that's almost like a Mr. Perfect character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that I've, I've, I've said it, I've said it now. And yeah, well, I, let's, let's be honest, right? Over on this guy. It was MJF who put the finish over, like the, the way it finished. And I'll let you get onto that. But if it had not been for the way MJF was pushing the fact that he's always wanted to be a wrestler and he thinks he wants to be the best and uh, Mox is a thug, it makes you go, fuck it. Like this builds more because he's going to be furious about the finish. And I'll let, you, I'll let you talk about that now. But um, like, it, I don't know, that was all through the work of MJF. No offense to Mox because he's been incredible in the last few weeks, especially. But um, this was MJF's night, even if he didn't take the win. Yeah, definitely. Like, like the story aspect of it as well. Like, there was a few times where he, you could see he'd he'd fucked he'd fucked up and he'd got himself into a fucking like a little street fight, which is what he didn't want to do. He knows he could only win this match if it was a wrestling match. Mm. Um, and like his trash talk was on point as well. Like, um, well, I've I've got it written down here somewhere. He said, um, yeah, he was like talking to the fans. He was like, sorry, folks, you're getting wrestling tonight. And it's like, you know, it's stuff like that because oh, yeah, it, yeah. it just makes so much sense. Like, honestly, he is incredible. But, um, you know, it's who who have we ever seen in the wrestling business just come out of fucking literal nowhere and then just actually watch them rise to, like, superstardom? You've had, like, Rocky Maivia, who became The Rock. You've had Hunter Hearst Helmsley, who became Triple H. You've had the Ringmaster, who became Stone Cold. You Now you've got MJF. Like, Do you know what, right? I have a little bit of a special place in my heart for MJF for that reason, because I kind of joined wrestling around the time when these people were, you could tell they were going to be stars, if you know what I mean. Like, mm. they weren't fully there, but The Rock, you know, Stone Cold, Triple H, they were all heading that direction. They were. I was watching them propel from a place that they'd already built, whereas I've seen MJF from the beginning of it, do you know what I mean? when he yeah. was just this sort of slightly arrogant comic foil when all he'd started to where he is now. And it's like, I, I feel like this is the first time I've got to see that person progress into a fucking star. And that, like, that's, that's it, it's awesome. If you think about it, like a year ago, he was Cody Rhodes's friend, his little lackey. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. I, I mentioned like, he, I, to- I totally forgot about that bit. In all fairness, I'm like talking about like, yeah. oh yeah, he was just a punk with Wardlow, but yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. That's how he broke away. He was Cody Rhodes' mate who was trying to sort of protect him. Like the, the first time. first time I saw him with, with Cody and stuff, I was like, oh, he's this fucking nerd. Like he's yeah. he's like, and then next minute, fucking the massive heel turn costs Cody from ever being able to go for the, the belt and like out of that, just yeah. incredible. That's the thing. If you look at like when when um. AEW first kicked off and we had Cody and um, MJF by his side, there's no way either of us would ever have gone, yeah, he's going to be the biggest talk and point, or one of the biggest talk and points of the one of their biggest pay-per-views in, what, two, three years' time? Yeah. Like, no it, chance. It's crazy to think he's really risen through AEW in such a short amount of time as well, but it's, it's fantastic. I feel like we've got to see him go from nothing to, to where he is. Yeah. Like, I'm I sure did. he was doing bits and bobs on Independence before this, but big show, you know, start to finish and we're seeing him as like an absolute fucking star yeah 100 percent. and like um you know to to, to, go, to go back to this particular match as well you mentioned around the finish and stuff so obviously the whole kind of thing in the build-up to this was the paradigm shift being um banned obviously um and moxie was like yeah whatever i can be i can beat you with all these different ways and, and so on and so forth but um wardlow tries to throw him the the diamond ring um and he's got the ref distracted but Basically, because of the fight that you know um, 
he brought to Moxley. And like MJF had got fucking absolutely battered as well. He was busted open. He was fucking bleeding everywhere. But um, Moxley basically had to use the paradigm shift to put him away. So that itself tells a whole like other story now because not only was the move banned and he shouldn't have used it, like technically that means it. Like what should he have the, the belt stripped from him and stuff now? So we see like, this is thing where. I don't think we're done with this feud and I'm totally fine with that because you've got <clears throat> paradigm shift was banned. Right. But you've also got the fact that MJF had to resort to using the diamond ring. So he, he wasn't squeaky clean and going, you know, this is a wrestling match. I'm not going to resort to that. He resorted to it, which sort of led Moxley to resort to it. So it ended up doing exactly what MJF didn't want to do. And it brawled into a street fight essentially. Mm. Um, and I don't know, for me, it's like MJF's going to have his arguing points. He's going to come out of this and go, yeah, you shouldn't have used Paradigm Shift. This I was robbed, this, that, and the next thing, even though he was going for a dirty tactic anyway. And the whole, like, the carry-on of the feud is almost there already. And I'm, I'm totally for it. I would, I would see this again, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I loved everything about it, to be honest. I thought it was, it was epic. And, you know, he definitely looked like he belonged there. Like, if you think about it, he's... He's one of the smaller guys, and he was going up against John Moxley, who's an XWE guy who they obviously felt was big enough to put the belt on, and he didn't look mm. small or out of place or anything. No, no, no. Um, like he, he looked like he belonged. So Definitely. he's obviously been doing a lot I of think, work um, as well in the gym and stuff. He's looking oh, yeah. like more of a. a in all fairness, guy. like I, there's a world of difference between again starting in AEW and where he is now physique-wise. He's mm. definitely been working on himself. Yeah. Yeah, all in all, and yeah, I I can see why you you you're torn between your match of the night because it was it was really good, and as far as storytelling goes, it was fucking brilliant. Yeah, definitely. So it's either this or the the Shida one, but um, yeah, fantastic. So I guess to touch a little bit then on the main kind of Oshite, um, if if it's like well, it's, there's a we few... haven't called it an Oshite really, have we? But I'm, I'm just going to call this section the controversies because there's a couple of bits. Um, <laughs> yeah. so. Do you want to do them? Can I cover a couple of minor bits before we talk about the biggest one being the Matt Hardy stuff? Yeah, yeah. So we had the um, apparently there was an issue of uh, difficulties with humidity, and the reason I mention that is because this has apparently been cited as some of the issues like AEW essentially it apparently have almost caused the botch for Matt Seidel because the the ropes were slipperier than they should have been because of the humidity. I don't know if that's maybe an excuse or whatever, but he, obviously he's done this move a million times. So, you know, there could be some arguments to that. Apparently mm-hmm. a lot of the fans were struggling, a lot of the wrestlers were struggling with the heat and the humidity in the in the place. So that was some, well, of, I mean, the, some of the reason watch potential. We've been to Florida and sometimes when you step out on a very, very hot day, it's wet. <laughs> like yeah. humidity is a whole different thing there. So, you know, yeah. if if it was a super humid night, you, 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 yeah, that's a bit of a worry yeah. really. It, it seems to have been battling it. Um, in the arena anyway so that that was one issue and potentially a reason for that botch um, the other one I want to mention was um, and to me I feel like once there was the whole Mahardi incident it kind of snowballed and people were just looking for things to hate if I'm honest with you right and I'm not trying to dismiss this people have their opinions on it but um, Jim Ross took a lot of heat for a comment he made uh, mm. I, think, I believe it was about Anna Jay in yeah. which he asked, he, he at some point in the commentary, he said, was that a wardrobe malfunction or just wishful thinking on my part? Which, mm. to be honest, like, even, he's kind of apologised, but not. He's, like, basically said, I'm sorry if I've offended anyone, but, you know, lighten up. Basically, that, that was mm. pretty much his tweet. And in some respects, I'm a bit like, I think he's looking for things to be pissed off over. Like, it, yeah. it wasn't, like, it wasn't the worst or perviest comments I've ever made. And while you could go, oh, in this day and age, it shouldn't happen, blah, blah, blah. He's he's acknowledging that he finds someone attractive, guys. Come on, like 
Yeah, it's, I don't know, this whole PC culture, um, it, you can't really say anything anymore. Like, I do think his commentary has felt, he's felt a little bit more like 1998 Jerry Lawler than like 1999 Jim Ross, do you know what I mean? But yeah. um, I don't know, it, it gets to a point where he's like, a, however old he is, um, and I think she's only like early 20s, you know what I mean? He's there going, oh, is that a wardrobe? So it can be a little bit creepy, so you can kind of get it. But well, that's I, the thing, um, you know, that's you're well within your rights to be like, oh, all right, you, you weird old perv, but like, this was like I feel like almost snowballing of like here's another thing that was wrong, and it's like yeah. it was a stupid comment. Come on. Well, exactly. It's that it's just like cancel culture. Everyone's saying like oh it needs to go and stuff like that. Jr. Like... Jr. even acknowledged it, and I think he hit the nail on the head in his tweet when he said that this was an attempt, a poor attempt at a joke, mm. and that that's all it was. He was trying to be funny, and it didn't land. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's leave it at that. Exactly. So um so that was the other um of the smaller issues. Uh, and then, the only, Carl, if you want to cover the, the, the biggest issue of the night. Well, the only other one as well, like, oh, sorry, if, 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 if we're looking for like people just calling <laughs> out shit as well, is the, the Darby Allen body bag, like, power bag. Oh, thing sorry, as yeah. Well. There was, see, I didn't, I didn't, it, it never hit the list for me because I didn't actually look at it as any sort of botch, but apparently it was. Yeah, like, well, I think it was just, they, they said it was too dangerous and stuff, basically, because he's in the body bag, so we can't really, he doesn't know when like when the impact's going to be and stuff like that. But I, I feel like, again, like I don't believe any, he's got any serious injury or anything like that. He just, but you he, see, this is thing like, that's just people looking at it and going speculatively. Like, you don't know how well he could see out of that body bag. Yeah. We don't, I think, we I don't think, fully know. It might, it might, not, might have been a lot more uh, transparent than you realise. I don't know. Like, there could have been many yeah. reasons he was fine. For whatever reason, a lot of people have jumped on the fact of saying that they think that it's become too risky and they're putting like they put themselves into too many big spots that have got too much risk of going wrong and like there's too many thumbtacks and too much blood and stuff and okay but i don't know personally but well, yeah got the main... was fine. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that wasn't funny <laughs> god like let's look jesus anthony you like you like our jr here you have to go out now and say it was a poor attempt to shoot. <laughs> sorry um but yeah so like the main obviously the main botch of the night which is but a lot of people are coming out and basically are fuming with with AW with Tony Khan. You know, even Matt, even Matt's wife, um, she's going mental at the minute on Twitter about mm, stuff. Well, but, she's now made her account <clears throat> private. Okay, um, but yeah. So basically, we we kind of touched on it earlier, but there was a spot which was meant to be that on top of the scissor lift, I think we called it. Um, we'll go with scissor lift. So. There's like there's a table that's set up with like face masks on, it's meant to be like a merch stand, like oh obviously that's why there's a table there kind of thing. But the plan is always to put them through the table. And they raise themselves up on the scissor lift and it's a bit of a silly one really because Matt doesn't necessarily like the onus is all on Sammy because he's the one who's running on him. He's the one who's he's kind always, of controlling yeah. the momentum. Yeah. Um and Matt's just gotta kinda of jump backwards. But basically they overshot it and whereas they should have landed through like you know, a lot of people have said they should have had multiple tables or they should have had a crash mat or they should have done something, but it was just one single table. And what they did was they overshot that fall to the point where instead of like Matt's shoulders and the top of his back going through the table and be, being able to protect his head, it was basically the lower back that actually went through the table and he twatted his head on the concrete, basically. Yeah, it sort of, it sent his head to the concrete and because he's hit his lower back, <clears throat> his head's yeah. kind of gone... Like he's not had a chance to sort of protect himself in any way because he obviously didn't expect to miss the table the way he did. Yeah. Um, so he was pretty grim, you know, and he was out, out. Yeah, yeah. You know, like 
you can you can see he's knocked out. Like I've I've seen enough enough knockouts in, in my time to know he was he was knocked the fuck out. Like his he went stiff, his arms were by his side, he, like yeah. um, Aubrey was over there just like trying to speak to him and stuff like that. And I don't think Sammy knew initially because he was just kinda like, Okay, yeah, I'm gonna try and pick him up and get him back on and then like you could see Aubrey throws the cross up and tells him and stuff, then he backs off for a bit and he's like, Shit, what mm. do I do now? And then he starts to sort of come to, doesn't he? Um and then yeah. he's you know, he tries to get back to his feet, even to the point where he almost fucking pulls Sammy's trunks off because he, he's just trying to. <laughs> oh, he's to it. This is quite serious. Isn't it? <laughs> he's trying to claw at anything to get back to his feet, and you, you know, he he tries four or five times, and every time he gets up to his feet, he falls over because he, yeah. he's he just hasn't got his legs under him because he's just been knocked out. Oh yeah. yeah. So ultimately, they're just in a in a pile on the floor, and eventually Aubrey steps in and just says, "Look, just stop." And brings the doctor in. And the doctor's there talking to him. And, you know, apparently apparently he passed the concussion test. But And this has been a larger part of the complaint and the issue because, yeah. realistically, no, he fucking didn't. Well, like... I, passed... I like AEW and I love this pay-per-view, but there's no way he should have passed that concussion test. Fuck off. If, if he passed the concussion test, then they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have fucking rang the bell because he, he comes over and he does the, you know... He, he's asking him there and stuff like that and then you know Hardy by all accounts he's there you know the match gets called off and then you can see he's on autopilot and he's like I am fine I will delete him delete him and it's just like okay yeah you don't know where you are you can you can tell you're just trying to save yeah. save face a bit but yeah um, the fact that they, they then didn't just stick to the guns and then they kind of called the match back on I'm guessing it's at that point after they originally called it off he must have just gone okay well let me just do another quick concussion test off camera and maybe pass that one or something you know he he got sent to hospital after the whole thing and you know there was no concussion well apparently because sadly social media is full of apparently qualified doctors so Mm. take make of this what you will because i'm no expert but apparently you can't detect a concussion on a ct scan anyway so there's no way the hospital could have confirmed he was concussed even though they're saying, because Tony Khan's statement on social media was, he's been to doctors, he's had these scans, that scans, that scans, and there was no concussion. Um, a lot of people are arguing with that, saying, well, you can't determine a concussion from a scan. I don't know. Um, I'm not, not an expert. Apparently, most people who comment on all elite wrestling are medical professionals. <laughs> so, there you go. Well, I, I don't mean um, to be snarky, but come on, guys. Everyone's a fucking yeah. expert when they're on the internet. Well, I believe before she made her account private, Reby, uh, is it Reby? Reby? Reby Hardy? Reby. Um, basically said um, he uh, he absolutely definitely was concussed with loads of exclamation points or whatever. The only thing um, I will say, and this is not me trying to give excuses because I do think they should have called the match and I do think they should have found a way around writing him off rather than trying to end that spot the way they did. I don't think he should have done the high spot, especially being like Doolally as he was. Um, but the only thing I would say about the Rebby comments were that um, apparently she's known for sort of running her mouth before knowing anything or before... Um, it, you know the 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 mouth kicks in before the brain sort of thing. Let's say so. She's she's yeah. gone with her heart. She's been worried about her husband, and she's been shot. Do you know what I mean? Understandably, but apparently she's done this before, like with with the likes of TNA, and that she's been very outspoken about Matt's wrestling career um, in the past as well. And then you you go back on it, and she's like, oh, okay, you know, it wasn't. So I'm not saying take it with a pinch of salt, but um, it was a very emotional, reactive tweet as well. In all fairness, yeah, definitely. Like, ultimately, we we don't we don't know, and we can't we can't say that we we do know otherwise whether or not he was concussed. All we know is 
you know, pretty confident that he was knocked out during that spot. He called the match off, and then it seemed like he, you know, at least managed to convince people that he had his his wits about him again. And so they made that decision to and restart the, the match. But the thing is, the reality of it is, they didn't continue with the whole match. So he obviously needed yeah. to go to hospital. And um, as much as I, I, we've tried to talk about the pay per view, and we kept it separate like this because I don't want to bring the pay per view down because it was a brilliant pay per view. Um, but that was an issue and it was a fuck up they should have just called it yeah because I guess the bit that makes it more of a fuck up is like firstly they should have just called it but then if they are going to carry on the match they then made somebody who's just been knocked out and is potentially concussed like he like the spot that they obviously were going to to finish the, the match was for them to climb some scaffolding yeah which he should not have been doing. There's no fucking crap. Like, if he would have slipped again, then, <laughs> then what? Do you know what I mean? Well, but, that um, potentially was the end of him, given the height he was at. Exactly. Like, and like, if he'd have just, know, like, gone. If he'd have just fainted or whatever. Well, yeah, people have been making um, things that, like we just said then about the humidity and stuff, so they could have been slippy, right? You know what I mean? Stuff yeah, could exactly, have happened. Exactly, yeah. But um, obviously, luckily, it didn't. And I'm guessing that the planned spot was significantly higher up the uh, scaffolding, because you can see after a few bits up, they kind of talk to each other and say, no, we'll just do it from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. I'm guessing it was probably meant to be not just a punch and knock him off either. It was probably going to be some sort of like twist of fate, twist of fate or side effect. Through oh it yeah, or something. I reckon they they had so much planned for for the whole match, but yeah. that particular spot as well. I think, like you say, it was probably going to be a lot higher. And it was probably going to be that sort of thing. They were probably yeah. about, both going to go through it together as well. You know. Yeah, exactly. So I think they ultimately just called a bit of an audible to still finish it the way they wanted to a degree, but. Because they, they needed to find a way to keep Sammy down for 10 seconds. So, you know, yeah, whoever that's made the, thing, the call. Unrealistically, he just stood up and punched Sammy and Sammy stayed down for 10. You well, know, exactly. they had to do something. But Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I think, sadly, they're taking a, a shit ton of heat for this. And I say mm. sadly because, you know, they are a very young promotion. And, and I'm not trying to compare them to the Indies because they're bigger than the Indies. But the Indies take a lot more risks as well. So when people are talking about these thumbtack spots and these riskier moves and stuff, you see that all the time on the Indies. They're not at WWE's level where they've been going for like 30 odd years and they know and they're well educated on the stuff to avoid and the issues they've had and all that sort of thing. They're kind of somewhere in the middle. And I don't want to, I don't, I wouldn't want this to ruin what is potentially a really good wrestling promotion because people aren't going to sort of let this go. That being said, it might be appropriate on Dynamite to like acknowledge that it was a poor decision mm. and maybe just, you know, apologize for that and say like, yeah, they should have called the match and, and so on. I don't know. Um, but yeah. I, people aren't letting it go and I don't want them to just dismiss it. Concussions are a very serious thing, but um, you know, it was because a, a lot of people was like, Matt, Matt was involved in the decision, but then straight away everyone's like, well, you shouldn't take the decision of a man who's concussed. Fair point. But I don't know. It's, it's a difficult situation they're in when they want to yeah. try and put on the best show for everyone as well for me for me it stems down to two very separate incidents basically there's the there's the fact that um they, they let the match carry on and that was a decision that probably they should have called it there and then it should have happened then there's the other thing of well okay the product is too risky and it's too edgy and they need to bring it all back in i disagree with this a bit like you know absolutely they don't need to be fucking sticking thumbtacks in the red every two minutes and they don't need to be doing flippy shit through tables stuff every two minutes absolutely not but getting into a wrestling ring is just as risk like how many people are being paralyzed just from a wrestling move so you can't just make make out like oh well it's you know they're too risky and they should just stick to normal wrestling because you can get injured whatever you do. Like there's things that they should obviously take away from this is like, okay, next time we do a spot like this, then let's try and make sure we've got multiple tables or there's some kind of better yeah. way. But I think 
you know, we mentioned before, like people, everyone on Twitter is a fucking doctor and everyone's got an opinion on stuff. Like, but I think this whole kind of cancel culture where everyone's like, okay, yeah, shit, they need to stop everything. It's just, it's a botch. Botches happen. There's, there's, yeah. there's botchamania for a reason. <laughs> so, and I don't, I don't want to make the comparison because I understand that they were totally different eras, but WWE have been through this stuff as well. And this mm-hmm. is my point. I'm trying to. I'm not trying to say like, oh, it's fine. WWE have done, like we've seen Shane McMahon get massively concussed um, mm-hmm. in his match against Kurt Angle, and they kept going. They wanted to break through the glass, so they just kept fucking going. Um, and you can go. Well, that was irresponsible. It's like, yeah, but that was also in the nineties, and I, I, I accept that. But you know, that's why WWE have been going long enough to learn from those things. AEW are, and you could say they could learn from WWE, but let's be honest, they, they learn by doing it. Like, it's also very um, difficult in, in a, a live, you know, it's a fucking live program. If you think about it, you had Austin and, and, um, and Owen Hart when, when Austin got his neck broke. Like, they carried that match on and, and Austin, was, Austin was booked to go over and he had to do this fucking, the lamest ever fucking yeah. roll-up pin you've ever seen I mean, in your life. He could not but, feel his legs. Exactly. And it's like, they carried that match on. Owen, Owen was fucking stamping shit out of him for a bit while he was sat there with a broken neck. Not, not like, so it's one of them in that kind of environment. All you know is, okay, I've been told to go out there and make this guy win and yeah. whatever. So you just can't, like, you can't have someone come out and go, okay, well, here's what we're going to do, guy, in front of a fucking, while yeah. you're live on air. So. Look, I know, I know this comment might take a little bit of heat as well because, you know, people will probably argue that you shouldn't be in the position he's in in this case then. But, I'm looking at it and going, and I'm giving a little bit of sympathy to Tony Khan as well, who who had to make a call, and who is he's he's not been in the wrestling business. This is him living a dream in a sense, right? And he's got professional wrestlers telling him, "Let's do this. It, it'll be fine." And he's going with it. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. you could argue, yeah, he should have made that call, but he isn't and hasn't been in the wrestling business all his life, and he's he's listening to people who are more experienced. The, the company's basically directed by wrestlers who've been in the industry for a long time that's why he's got them in high positions around mm. them and i don't think it was purely on tony's shoulders to go well, let's let this match uh, restart you know he's been told by other people and he's probably trusted that opinion do you know what i mean and i'm not mm. trying to give him a pass on it and someone's got to make the hard call but i can see how he's ended up going okay let's let's do that it's a tough decision in a live setting like you say um yeah i, think, I'm not, I think i say i'm not just, i'm not giving him a pass but People are giving him stick on that because they're like, well, you know, it's his job as, as the owner of the company to push back on the wrestlers whenever they do say like, oh, we're going to try this crazy shit. But at the same time, if they're saying that it's fine and we want to do it and whatever, then you've got to allow them the, the level of, you know, yeah. he's, he's also trying to trust the artists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they, they know the business better than he does. And I think that's the problem. He's coming at it from a weaker point of view. So mm. it's hard to know when to put your foot down and when not to, isn't it? When you don't know the yeah. business as well. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just think it was just an unfortunate day for, for botches in general. I feel like there'll be lessons learned, but I don't feel like it's a, okay, AW needs to stop doing this, stop doing that, whatever. Like, botches happen. You know, fortunately, Matt is fine. And, you know, it's just no, hopefully no long-lasting damage or anything. Well, he's, um, he's going to be on Dynamite <laughs> this Wednesday. So I think they're going to address it in some capacity. But he's definitely there. They've, uh, they've announced yeah. it. So Okay. Well, yeah, so... Yeah, let's let's see what what the stance is and and mm. where it kind of goes from there. But yeah, I just think to anybody who's kind of jumping on this bandwagon and kind of oh this that the other whatever like you know it it happened. It was a botch. It's a mistake. And you know all they can do is try and learn from that and try and take more precaution next time. But you saw from the Evan Bourne thing, humidity or not, sorry the Matt Sidal thing, humidity or not, 
accidents happen. Sometimes the best fucking trained people in the world can fuck up and get it yeah. wrong and hurt themselves. Yeah, I'm not being, so I don't know. I'm not trying to blame Owen Hart for this, but I mean, look at the Owen Hart situation. Yeah, exactly. So that was planned. That was that had been practiced. Mm-hmm. Accidents still happen. Yeah, tragically so, sometimes. Yeah, I just think like let's just let's just wind it in a bit. You know, obviously everyone's got the interests of their favorite wrestlers at heart and stuff like that and they don't want to see them get hurt nobody does but you know let's just chalk it up to accidents let's learn from them try and be safer next time and yeah let's just you know don't take away from this pay-per-view for them silly reasons and appreciate it for what it was which is a fantastic show and appreciate AEW for what it is which is a fantastic um wrestling promotion let's just see how they react to it and and what's next yeah no i agree so with all of that said um we're still not considering any of them shites. To be honest, it was just, you know. Well, that's why we um, had to talk about the controversies because yeah. no shites are really for, I think, when something's been booked poorly or, or something. Exactly. Like, I don't think yeah. it's for things like this that are like it, it, difficult situations like that. So yeah. it, it deserved its own little category, didn't it? Yeah, I agree. So taking everything into account, the full kind of card, um, I'm going to give this a 4.5. I thought it was fucking fantastic from, you know, beginning to end, you know, the Britt Baker stuff to kick off the show was mental. Some fantastic talent on display from the Bucks, Jurassic Express, the tag, the tag match, fucking Thunder Rosa and Shida was awesome. The Battle Royal was like, you know, different. It's a, you know, we're a big fan of Battle Royals. It's obviously the shame about the Broken Rules match. I imagine if that would have gone through as planned and no issues, then this could have even been a five, to be honest. But hmm. um, And probably if the Jericho Cassidy match was a little bit better, I, I think it was fine, but it wasn't amazing, I don't think, um, if I'm being super harsh. But the whole show, like start to finish, like the main event, like everything, like four and a half, it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, I dare say, for me, it's a four and a half as well. And this is the first time I've issued anything that high. But yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this pay-per-view start to finish. I know some people have complained about the length of time. I know there's some controversies, but I'm trying not to let that factor into the rating of the show. And overall, this was fucking brilliant. And like you say, maybe had some things have been a bit tighter, maybe you know um, the FTR match was a little bit shorter, maybe mm. Jericho match was a little bit better. Um, the broken match we got to see fully, various little factors like that might have tipped it to a five out of five. But yeah, this was a absolutely and for you know being. I don't know if it might have been affected by the fact that I've been watching pay-per-views for weeks now <laughs> and I've not seen anything this good. But I feel like I've not yeah. seen anything this good in a long time. I thoroughly enjoyed it start to finish. I really did. Yeah, every, every match kind of made sense. You know, you kind of you cared about pretty much every match and, you know, the stipulations made sense and the things that were on the line made sense and uh, the stories that were told were just great. So, yeah, I thought they did a fantastic job in the build and the execution of, of everything. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. So that's it. We've done it. We've, we've, we've done we've it. talked about this week in wrestling. We've talked about the ringside reports. We've got through everything that we promised to get through, Carl. We are men of our words. We are. And just think, next week, there's no pay-per-views to discuss. So we're going to talk we're about back. matches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been planning <laughs> on doing that for frigging weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, all in all, guys, it's been a fun week. We hope you've enjoyed this wild ride with us. And uh, we'll see you all again next week with our unique segments and our typical This Week in Wrestling and the Ringside Report. So we'll see you then. Take it easy.